welcome to issue 26 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, our community. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled gamers, and their various plans to shape the games and shuffle some cardboard. I'm one of your hosts, Ted, and joining me is Daniel. Hello. Thanks for coming on. And as always, Mike. Ted. And of course, Steve. Ted, how's it going? It's going, guys. It's going. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. So we're going to do a little special issue tonight. We're going to talk about LCGCon that just took place and how things went and just kind of have a little roundtable and should be fun, right? It it will be, to be part fun. of this plan. Yeah, let's do it, it. It will be fun. But let's hear more about Ted. I mean, who is this masked man that just read our intro? <laughs> yeah, Ted, why don't you tell us uh, how the community knows you? Most of the authorities are trying to figure that out still. <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Ted. I'm one of the hosts of uh, Card Talk, a show where we spend a little bit of time talking about cards from the Lord of the Rings, the card game. That was my uh, intro to Living Card Games. Great, great game. Oh, yeah. It was uh, a gateway for uh, for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, so we got a show on, uh, on YouTube. We have an audio version of it as well. I'm one of the hosts along with David and Grant. And we basically, we just... Uh, we pick a card from the Lord of the Rings LCG, and we just spend uh, about 20 minutes or so just kind of doing a, an in-depth dive just to that uh, one card, and we really enjoy that format. How do you pick the card? We spin a wheel <laughs> randomly. I was sort of hoping it was something like that. <laughs> uh, we just kind of um, – a lot of times it's influenced by what someone has recently played Okay. a lot of times. Sure. You know, I'll just be like, oh, I just played this card. And then you get really fired up to talk about it because you or or not fired up to talk about it because you just had the experience with it. So a lot of times that's what it is. Or sometimes we, we pick a theme and we'll just sort of stick to that theme for a while, like cards from the core set or we're going to do this batch of, you know, character type cards type of thing. Sweet. Awesome. That's a great show. Uh, I should I should fess up. We, as every good villain does, we were slightly inspired by your show because you guys have a nice short format, and we try to stay a uh, nice short format as well. So yeah, okay, great. Yeah, I'm down. Makes listening to it a little bit, a little bit easier in in chunks. Perfect for the yeah. commute. Yeah, try to exactly. get out of there before they start hating us. That's what <laughs> I, how I look at it. Yeah. So Ted, we always ask every guest, uh, who's your favorite villain? Just like period. Sure. Of all time, like from any universe, just Marvel? What are we talking about here? Well, since this is all about LCG Con, how about your favorite villain from Lord of the Rings, Marvel, or Arkham Horror? Ooh. I have played some Arkham Horror as well, right? It's like once you get into one, you kind of test the waters and all the others. Um, <laughs> so I'd have to say from those three fandoms, you know, I might just, I might actually just go back to Marvel and I want, I want to say Venom. Venom comes to mind. Well, you're in good company. Uh, Michael Boggs, a developer for the game, also said Venom on our recent interview. So I know you said Lord of the Rings, but I'm just I'm just thinking about the whole mythos here of 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 uh, of villainous, you know. And um, 
yeah, he's he's a guy. He uh, he he torments his heroes. You know, he he torments Spider-Man, and that's uh, that's a a good character and a villain. Yeah. All right. So with us tonight also is Mike. How's it going, Mike? Wandering Took, our fearless leader for the LCG Con. Did you survive? I survived. I think I might sleep for another month. Con <laughs> <laughs> hangover. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, that was amazing. Really, it was. There were 142 registrants. And it looked like they were people on there, you know, well before I got up in the morning, who well passed after I went to bed. We had a contingent of people from the UK. We had people from a lot of people from Marvel, a lot of people from Lord of the Rings. Uh, some Arkham people, but mostly on the the other server, the, the Farkham Con server. And I know we had some crossover between the two, uh, but it was a blast. I was I was just so happy to see people there and being engaged, mm-hmm. and then coming in on the monday just the day after the con and seeing people like hey want a game do you want a game that was that was pretty exciting that made me smile and you've been you've been humble all along when people try to praise you and your efforts um but you really are solo responsible for this thing uh going up once i mean yes i guess you had some help along the way with various things but without you lcg con would not have happened and so the community is in your debt, sir. That is that is the truth. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I would hope that that's not the case. I would hope that someone else would have stepped up, but uh, well, here we are. Well, I know I wouldn't. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> say a big thank you to you. So. No, I just, I mean, you you saw the need and you 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 rose to the occasion, and it was just we are we are so grateful. So thanks, man. No, you're welcome. It, it was fun to do. It really was. It was a lot of work at times, but it was fun. And it, I got to see some people that I'd never met before become engaged with it. And I've actually gotten a couple of responses since the convention. People looking to help out, get involved, not just in this, but in the League of Cooperative Gaming community, because now that's a thing, right? I think on our last oh, day, we awesome. said the League of that Cooperative so Gaming awesome. is not just an event. It's a thing. So people want to get involved. <laughs> and it's, that's really good to see. Yeah, it, it's a movement now. Yeah, yeah, as it should be. I think cooperation is not a bad thing in the you know this day and age. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and to that end, I mean, it was a very friendly convention, I and mean, we've all been to conventions, but the, this was a bit of an experiment in that you were melding communities, and they crossed over about as much as I expected. I mean, there were some people, there's some activity in the learn to plays, some people crossing over a little bit if they weren't familiar with the others. But overall, everyone really understood the culture. I didn't have right to on. warn anybody. I didn't have to ban anybody. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I only had positive experiences with everybody. Yeah. Um, and a positive Same experience here. I had was with uh, Bardley. Brad from Cardboard of the Rings. Are you there, bud? Yes, I'm here representing Cardboard of the Rings. Hey, no one else can make it. Just me. <laughs> You're worth all of them put together. That's right. Yeah, no one else... <laughs> cares enough about you guys but i do okay i want you to know that <laughs> well we only invited you we didn't invite those other guys that's <laughs> well, always making me cry anyways so. <laughs> right, so let's talk about some of the events um i know ted you had a listener event how about we start there Can i put you on the spot uh what was that oh, all sure. about how'd it go yeah we had uh card talk decided to do a live show and the convention itself 
was about bringing the community together, which is really what it accomplished, which is why it was so amazing. And we asked ourselves, how can we sort of involve the community? So we just kind of threw a bobber in the water and said to all of our listeners, who wants to come and be on the show? And we got a very good response, um, including from uh, from one of these hosts, Mike. Mike was on the live episode. <laughs> it was That was a fascinating episode. Uh, I didn't know what to expect going on there, but to see <laughs> three people, like uh, you guys, obviously, and then three community members who I never met, who were all brand new to the game and fully engaged, all that enthusiasm. It, I was amazed, just amazed yeah. during that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks for uh, for joining us. And we just invited people to come on and we said, what should we ask them? And we're like, well, let's ask them about their favorite card because people love talking about their their favorite cards. So we just yeah. did a little roundtable format and people got to say their pieces about it and comment on some other other people's cards. And and it was it was a good time. So we got to stick to our format to the show and involve the community, which was awesome. I guess you could have a whole show worth of stuff to say about Blade Mastery. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I actually... I, and seven people talk about that. I didn't want to steal your thunder, so I didn't pick Blade Mastery. What? Oh, it, wow. it, I, I can't do that without you, man. Daniel, okay. I don't I don't think we've done a Blade Mastery episode, so you've, you've now... You're going to be I'm on ready, for Dad. it. That's I'm it. Ready. <laughs> That's, I'm ready. It's pretty much set up. <laughs> okay. Mike and I will we'll be there together. Because yep. <laughs> it's the only card that matters. You're going to make Bomber jealous, but okay. Well, then everyone picked just fun cards. They didn't all jump on Steward of Gondor. They didn't jump on Test of Will. They just had these quirky cards that were neat and suited their playstyles. Or uh, was one of, one of them was Airborne Battlemaster. Not Battlemaster, the um, the Hammersmith. The Hammersmith. Yeah, and it was just because I had, I had really good experiences with them. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> And when you yeah. look at the card, like, yeah, I, I can see that. Like, he's he's a solid mm-hmm. ally, and that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and what I found out is, you know, every, well, everyone just thinks differently. We just know that from life. And uh, when, you, when you play games with someone else, they're also going to be thinking about the game differently than you are. You know, wh- when have you ever sat down with somebody and they pulled out the exact same deck? You know, it, it almost, ne- like, it's so rare, you know? Well, now that the solo bomber deck is catching on, it kind of happens more than you think. Um. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it's, uh, ex- yep, it, exactly. Right to the point. So it's so great to see other people's <laughs> perspectives, right? I wouldn't have built the solo bomber deck. I'll tell you that right now. Would not few, have built it. Few have the metal to do it. <laughs> so, Ted, your recordings will uh, be released as regular episodes? Yeah, those will be coming out as soon as we we might do some. Uh, we'll probably publish the full episode, um, sort of unedited, on our audio version, and then the probably slightly cut version will get put on YouTube, part of our regular regular card talk channel on YouTube. Keep my uh, ears open for it. Yeah, might just change your mind on some cards. Hmm? Shadow of the past, <laughs> anyone? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see it a lot more on Monday Night Twitch. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, so, Brad, you um, you had some, like, moving stuff or, or things you were doing in real life. Um, were you able to get to do some stuff and, or have a good time at the con? Yeah, I had a limited time, but I did get two games of Lord of the Rings in. We did uh, Jackbox Night with uh, Vardane was there, and then... Um, 
you know, I was there obviously for the COTR listener event, which was pretty, that's always rewarding, even though it's like obviously much better to see people in person, uh, you know, still watching the chat and seeing people lose their minds was always, it's it's always a good time, you know? Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. That quest that, uh, Chad and whoever helped him put together, put it together. That was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, so many inside jokes that I understood. I didn't know if I should feel good or bad about myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, So if people don't know or didn't see it, Chad, Mark, and Matt made this like custom quest that was based on previous COTR Gen Con experiences. So if you're like a longtime fan, you would recognize a lot of like callbacks to like the Inadequate Eight um steak and shake seven by sevens and then chad also tailored cards specifically to us so like um chad made twitter a- bots yes twitter bots twitter for me bots. the time for I you brought- yes uh the time <laughs> i brought that uh force sensitive droid comic book to brandon to have him sign and stuff like that and we all had the like, signature enemies and stuff that were based on us that was fun that was really good it was like i said if you have been listening to cotr for a long time like there were a lot of deep cut jokes in there and it was like really funny. And even though it took a long time because two of us played joke decks, it was still like a blast. Yeah, it was fun to watch the the quest itself. Like you said, anyone who's been to Gen Con too, it was like the troubles of just trying to get to the convention hall to play a game. So that was fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it did. It, it did reflect some of that too, which was like, that's, uh, I don't know if I'd say that's, fond memories of stuff like that <laughs> you know it's like uh they are know. memories yes yeah they are just memories yeah you know i was telling um i can't remember if i said this on the stream or if i said it some other time but one of the best things about hanging out at gen con with aaron chad and john is those guys are like over six feet tall and i'm like five four so i just kind of like huddle in between those guys and then i don't get pushed around as much <laughs> Funny. And I'd like to thank you too, Brad, for the help you you gave in crafting some questions for the trivia night. Which was... oh, yeah. I was so disappointed I missed that. I really wanted to do it, but I was on the road, so I couldn't uh, really tune in. I do know Chad won, but other than that, I don't really know too much else about what happened. I think Chad so, would say that network network won. Yeah. Network yeah. won it. Okay. And speaking yeah, of trivia, look who just popped yeah. on. How's it going? I've abandoned the Excelsior crew meet recording because I thought that you guys were. More threatening. I was going to say important, but villains are not important. They're threatening. I think of those things as synonymous. Pretty much the same thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that all three of the hosts from that trivia are on the, the same time, that was Ooh. an amazing show you guys put on. Thank that you. was oh, a lot of fun. You guys had some really fun banter. And uh, there was at one point you're saying, are we, are we talking too much? And I'm screaming, no, no. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> everyone entertained. Backstories well, to all the... To all the questions. It was really well done. Apparently, we were talking too much because um, Network, who was part of the winning team, kind of complained of it. <laughs> yeah, he wanted well, to hear well, the questions more or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, he, which is, he wanted to win more. He was in, in, yeah. in, in <laughs> first place was not enough. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it makes sense that when you are asked a question and then you're supposed to talk to your group about it, trying to talk over the people that have asked you the question, maybe that's that was insensitive. I'm glad that someone said something about it after round two. Um, <laughs> it was that, yeah, I could have really driven people away. Um, but yeah, the whole process of that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, those who missed it, we um, Friday night, we ran a trivia about all three LCGs, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and Arkham. We had Daniel set up a great Kahoot with 
eight rounds. Eight rounds, yeah. And every round had three questions per game. So it was a lot of questions, uh, different difficulties. It was all multiple choice. And teams had their little rooms and they'd see the question and they get a, a, a minute to like talk to each other and come up with the answer. And the faster you answer, the more points you scored. And we had uh, six teams, I think, start. And each yep. team was three or four people. So we had a, a pretty decent turnout. I had no, fun. And, so. Yeah, and I'm thinking of like tech, like technically all the things that could have gone wrong and didn't. Like yes. I was, I was amazed by that. Like, yes, you're you're on your phone. On you the and Kahoot me both, app. buddy. Yeah, right. It's like, all right. So the teams are using the Kahoot app to answer the questions, but everyone's on Zoom listening to the people talking to them while they're in their Discord chat rooms to talk to their teammates. Like watching your shared screen. Yeah, watching my shared screen, which could have. I mean. Yeah, there's no reason that should have worked, and it did. So yeah. that that was fantastic, and I and I got the idea for it and learned how to do it from. Um, I'm part of the Tolkien Society, which you know gives me some serious nerd cred. But they do uh, they do a uh, a monthly pub trivia thing now since quarantine that they run the same way, and I'm like, oh, that that seems easy enough to build. Um, and so that's that's sort of the where that idea came from, but. Boy, I really needed the help from lots of community members and asking questions, you know, the eight different subject areas. And I don't know any lore or much about Marvel, um, as I'd like to say, I make clear on the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> That's all me that I'm learning as we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm like, I, I can't write 72 questions. So people really, really yeah. ponied up and it was awesome. I think we had like eight writers at least. Of questions. Yeah, I think some people that helped us were uh, Remedy from the Alter Eagles podcast, uh, Brad right here, Bardley from Cardboard of the Rings. Yep, the art round, Brad. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, the art round is fun. Funky Monkey Monk, who has a TTS mod for Marvel. He wrote some. Uh, I wrote a bunch. Daniel, you wrote some. Mike, you put some Mike, in there, right? Mike wrote some. Yeah, I had a few so, nefarious ones too. I'm sure there's some people that are missing. I apologize. And I, I wanted to say a big thank you to Marvel CDB, Rings DB, Arkham DB, Hall of Bayorn for the just the card search to be able to look up those cards that uh, when we looked for stats and stuff like that. Those are great resources if you're not <laughs> using them. Go out, use them, support them, that sort of yeah. thing. So, so Carlos, what about what did you think of the con? I, I I cannot express how amazing it was, it was for me. Um, like missing Gen Con was was weighing on me really hard. Um, there's no real. I mean the 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 LCG board gaming scene in my city is my house, and <laughs> and, and it's just like I'm always I always have this pressure when I'm playing where I got to like. I got to make sure my friends are understanding and that they really like it. And, uh, and it's just like that pressure I have. And, and Gen Con last year was this great moment where I could play games and not have to explain rules to people, but have them explain to me. And that just felt amazing. And right. to have this opportunity to have almost the same feeling online, uh, which I don't think it was possible. And Discord had made it so better, so much easier. You know, people can make a table real quickly. Thanks for the people who did that bot, by the way. And you could just like <laughs> live stream your game. And now you, you could, I would sometimes not even play, just start wandering around people's streams and see, see what they were doing. And it's got that feeling like when you're walking around the con and you're just like 
looking at people oh man yeah i totally agree i I got that exact same feeling when people started just hopping into my table they're like hey guys like what's going on i felt the exact same way like someone's just walking by your table at the con because they're just coming and going or they just stop by to hang out for an hour before they go to their next thing people just popping and out and i got that same uh feeling so it was it was made real by this convention so it was it was amazing i am so glad you guys said that because that was one of my goals to try to mimic that feel and the new discord feature that really let that happen was being able to broadcast your screen so when people were walking by they could actually see the game in progress yeah and i think almost everybody like somebody would share their screen or have their screen shared if you if you saw that they had a their screen shared on the table it didn't feel obtrusive like to just hop in you're like oh they're sharing it they're okay with you coming in and and looking right. at the table and chit-chatting for a few mm-hmm. minutes yep i mean i i definitely think that um the league is something that thanks um wondering to for starting this and i think the league should be here to stay i think we should um, look into what things can be achieved um, we have a great community an amazing community with a lot of overlap among the three games and i just hope this continues um, from what that, I've seen so far, the answer is yes, it will. <laughs> uh, with that, I have to go. We are recording back at the cells here, and they're probably saying some opinions I don't agree with, and I have to go. And <laughs> oh, yeah, get over those guys straight. So, yep. yeah. Carlos, so thanks for all your help with this. Thanks for jumping thank, in. Thank you guys for making this possible. Thank you. No, Carlos was great. He uh, he had a lot of input in pretty much all of our planning meetings, like right from the get-go. He was really yeah. pushing. Pushing everything, the inclusiveness, uh, just getting as many people on board as possible, seeing where we could take this later. He's been really good. And his wife did the logo. Excellent. Oh, wow. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, everything came together so uh, so cohesively. I learned anything from this weekend is that Gen Con is a state of mind. Yes. Well said, Ted. Thank <laughs> like, you. Yeah. You, can, you can put yourself there by just being around other community members. And that's what this enabled. Yeah, it helps too if you stay up way too late. Oh yeah, super late. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, this this allowed for that as well. And you're like, yeah. I, and this time it's even worse because your bed's like, you know, whatever, five feet away from you or in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no, that's true. But it's it's one thirty in the morning. I could play another game. I think yeah, I walk back to the hotel room. Like, yeah, uh, and I we did, I did that. I think Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. It was well, way too late all three nights for me but i had a, a good time now i'm I'm not like bragging or anything like that but this gen con smelled better than the last two <laughs> for sure so and and the accommodations were both cheaper and better the last year i was in a nice place with Aaron. Yeah. And that i was came great. home with a lot less swag <laughs> that's true though Aaron. a yeah. lot less new new board games yeah yeah that that is true yeah i didn't come up with any new games that are still in shrink in the basement right. yeah right <laughs> yeah. um now uh brad uh cardboard rings revealed their gen con swag which looks pretty sweet yes that was like very long process and it's actually still still technically not done there were some delays in our engraving but yeah it was basically we kind of started brainstorming at uh con of the rings we started asking people like, what type of things do you want from us? Because we were having a hard time. Because if you look back at some of the things we've done, 
it's like, okay, we've kind of made a lot of things that you would use for the game, and we want to make something functional for the game. There's not a lot left. Uh, so mm. basically, what we created was uh, we had a big enough budget. I have to say, we really owe big time to our patrons because I don't want to say how much our budget is, but it's it's significant. And so, like, without them, there's no way we could pull this off because even with not going to be able, being able to go to Gen Con, we're still able to make and ship a lot of our swag, except for the people who we didn't factor in already. So it's like, that's amazing. So we owe them big time to even be able to do this. So we created uh, like two items. One is a quest holder. Like we've been seeing people online using like small like wooden easels or the things to like hold their quest cards uh, instead of having them flat on the ground. So we ended up purchasing a 3D printer, which helped us a lot in terms of prototyping and planning. Because if you listen to last year's Gen Con, we had a big problem with our production is that like, a huge chunk of our product was not made correctly. So by being able to do prototyping ourselves this year, it made things a lot easier. We were able to determine like, okay, we know these are going to be future problems. These are things that we want to do with it, that we can do with it. I mean, it was also nice too, because if you were at our listener event, Chris was also able to make print 3D masks to help for um, COVID. So that was really great too. So they're like, not only was our swag useful, you know, was a 3D printer useful for, you know, fans of the show, but it went to like a greater cost. So like we felt really good about that as well. So it's like, cool. you know, a huge thanks to our patrons too, because it's like your money could have saved a lot, literally could have saved lives. And it's like, that's really cool to think that a stupid podcast about a card game could have potentially, <laughs> even if it saves one life, is worth it, right? You know? Yeah. So we also got this, uh, I didn't know what this was until we purchased it. We got this like, spin down die where like the one and the, the 20 are the same or something like that so that's pretty cool it's like and it's got our logo on it and then the the big item that we got was this uh sort of like a token box with a lid on it but it's like uh the lid is also like a tracker type of thing the design on the lid is themed after like a dwarven door we don't want to specifically do the one from the book because we were like okay we kind of looked at the the description in the book we're like, well, we don't want it to be the exact same. We want to have a little bit of our own flair. So we hired the artist who, I think her name is Emily, who did the backs of the cards for the adventure card game to kind of come up with the idea. And so it's got on the bottom, you can track your threat. It's got, uh, and then on the top, it's got like three little clickers that you can track resources or other things. You don't have to use specific reason for resources. All people asking like, could you do damage? Or it's like, well, yeah, it doesn't really matter. There's numbers, right? So you can use them for whatever. If you're doing like bond of friendship or whatever the heck that is called, it's got the four heroes, something like that. So um, that was kind of what we ended up doing. So we're pretty happy with it. It's not done yet. And Chad is still has to assemble a lot of it, which is like, I feel kind of bad for him, but you know, whatever. It's just got to be that way. And just uh, whatever. It's just Chad. It's yeah. Chad. See, the other thing too is Chad has child labor. He has kids that can do some of the work, okay? <laughs> Nobody else has that type of free help. That's an important factor too. So, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, people were very happy with it. It was cool to see in the chat when we were first revealed, because the way Chad revealed it was we showed the holder first, and then we showed the box, and then we showed the lid, and all these people who were like, oh, this is so cool with just the, the holder, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, yo, this is like 10% of what is cool about our swag yet, and we knew, and I knew we were holding back, so that was really fun to see, like, all these people being like, this is really cool, this is really cool, it's like, 
you, you don't even know like half of it guys like we got this like we're holding back the big guns and like when we revealed that and people were just like absolutely mind blown and so that was yeah the neat thing too about the swag is that holder can be used for a villain in marvel or a side a, a, the main scheme in marvel with the tracker for the threat that's yeah. right you can yeah, use exactly. it in arkham for mm-hmm. you know the actor and agenda with the, all the little dials that deal with uh, yeah. Doom and stuff. So it, it would work for all three games. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something we talked when we were conceiving it was the idea that we don't want it specifically just to be, it has to be used for these things. Because we it, one of the things that we kind of discussed too was like, okay, we don't want to just be like, hey, remember this thing you got from Cardboard of the Rings in the past? Well, that's trash. Here's a better one. Because it's like, well, we don't want to make the guys who made the old ones feel like what they did was crappy. So it's like, we have to do it in a, we can do something similar, but in a different way. So that's what I like about this is that it's it, it can track many different things, right? It doesn't have to be specifically for three heroes' resources and your threat for Lord of the Rings. As you're saying, Vardane, you can use it for a lot of different things. It's basically just got three clickers at the top that go from zero to nine and a thing on the bottom that can go from zero to 99. So it's like, guess what? You can use this for a lot of different things. And, you know, the quest holder, even though it's a COTR 2020 on it, it if you put up villain in it it's not going to light on fire so uh depending you know, on the villain depending on right the villain. true 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 yeah. um so yeah the idea of like ha- being able to use it for many things is very cool and like you know uh by total chance the quest holder fits in the box we never even thought about that just when chad got them both before reveal he was like oh chris i'm sure you like planned it this way and chris was like i had no pl- i had no clue you i just like plan that it's a random side yeah it was just like it just happened to be that way <laughs> can you imagine if the lid like just didn't close just enough everyone would lose their minds yeah that would have <laughs> been like being sad. like why yeah. doesn't it fit yeah yeah no that, that was a good job i can see myself using that maybe as like a turn counter and tracking things like the time mechanic things like that mm-hmm yeah, because like I still like using uh, physical tokens because uh, I have, like nice metal ones. But like those things can still be useful for other things. Like I'm probably going to use it for damage because like if I got nine damage on somebody, guess what? They're dead. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you know you can use it for a lot of different things. So that's nice, and you know the because it's wood t- as well too. As a 3D printer, you can like stain it and stuff to the, the top of it. So it's like there's still some things you can do with it at home if you want to gussy it up i guess you could say but yeah it was like uh that was that was really it was really hard for us to get it to get there if people could see the 2020 swag chat and that we have see you know amongst us and see the many iterations and ideas that we came up with the failed ideas you know it took us a long time to get there but i think it was worth it we killed somebody's 3d printer i feel a little bit bad about that it just it couldn't handle all the stuff we sent to him and he was like i have to I have to refund you guys. My 3D printer died when the guys were hired. So it's like, RIP, that guy's printer uh, <laughs> went to a good cause, I guess. <laughs> Only you guys can do that to someone. Yeah, right? Yeah. So how, let's talk games. How many games did you guys get in? And which, what games did you play? I know lots. I played lots. Yes, lots, <laughs> right? Too many to count? It's either too many or not enough. I, I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't played Lord of the Rings in like, I don't know, a very, very long time. And then I definitely got my... Phil, I, I think my last time was with a Monday night Twitch in like April or something. And uh, I think I got six games in maybe. That that was pretty good. I even won one of them. So. Better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings community decided to try to pass every single quest in the game, not including Nightmare or the print on demand stuff. And I thought that was, yeah, whatever. That That's a stretch goal. That's, that's just something. But 
purple wizard joe he put it put it uh bluntly he said you know people have a goal they're gonna do it and then props <laughs> to kennedy hawk who said uh that he'd donate money based on uh, the number of quests completed to a children's literacy fund and oh, I'm i didn't know about that <laughs> oh yeah i would have played 12 more games if i knew that yeah me too i would have tried to win it. yeah that was great Yes. Possibly, oh, Kennedy Hawk, he is the one who built the bot that we all use to, like, complete it and facilitate it. So he is, like, our god. We we owe him big time for even, like, if we had not had his Gandroid bot to do it, I mean, we would have had to create, like, Jordan's father was like, I'll create an Excel spreadsheet to do it. But it's like, well, we have this bot that can basically do all this Oof. stuff for us, that can log all this stuff. So people don't have to really do any other yeah, work yeah. to find all this stuff. So that was, like, oh, so helpful. So yeah, helpful. like a sign quest that you could do that weren't finished, and then you could tell it you finished one. So, so did we do it? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did it by sheer yeah. coincidence, sheer happenstance. I was in the final game, and it was against uh, Mount Gundabad, so it was a big boss battle too. What Sweet. what time was that on Sunday? Uh, that was in the just before dinner. No, it was during dinner. It was during dinner. Okay, yeah, it was with um, Catherine Patrick and uh Kevfan from the UK. Really nice guy. Oh, it was I was shocked he was still playing with you guys cuz I was like, "Oh, it's like I know it's like 6 hours ahead of like central time uh, yeah. so UK and I'm like, it's got to be like 1 o'clock yeah. in the morning for this guy and he's still sticking around to do it. Especially for quests that you don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Bad can be, you know, a lot of quests in that cycle can be long and it's like oh, we're not sitting down for like an hour quest. We could be sitting down. I think you guys played for like 3 hours. Oh yeah. I think it was almost 2 o'clock for him. Two in the morning when he went to bed. Those UK folks. Yeah, we got uh, oh, Grant, Grant on our show. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll yep. he'll stay up late. He's he's committed, so they do work. But that uh, the whole <laughs> quest log thing was, um, yeah, it, it was amazing. I think the community really rallied on the last day. You know, even even myself included. I, one team was like, "Oh, like, sorry guys, like we couldn't do this. We gave up." And I'm like, "Okay, like B team, like go, like go, go, go. <laughs> Load up Octagon, like put up the quest, like backup team. Everyone really rallied to get it done." How did we end up resolving uh, the black gates? What what was the win condition on that one? Do we you know? No, I don't even know. I think the idea was survive X amount of rounds, but then someone else was floating the idea of doing it in combination with Mount Doom. I don't actually know how that one ended. Or just take them off the list because they're crap. Uh, salty. <laughs> a little. A little. John was suggesting just like uh, attaching like the one ring to Boromir or something and just discarding and be like, okay, quest is completed. It's over. It's done. <laughs> so I did get in like uh, maybe six games of Marvel as well. I got to play with a bunch of people I hadn't played with before. I got to check out a different TTS mod for Marvel. I got to play on Octagon for Marvel. Uh, so that was pretty good. I know, Daniel, you and I got to play our arch villain. Yeah, and we played arch villain mode, which, you know, we had talked up a lot. And then it uh, the villain was treated like most villains in this game. Yeah, I, I think maybe what happened. So our arch villain mode was uh, we ran the encounter deck and we had a special deck of arch villain cards. So we're going to make it really hard and... We told the guys, you know, this is this is difficult. We played can't test win. It. Can't we win. played test it once or twice, maybe. And uh, <laughs> and of course, we like the people who are decide to play with us, like Kennedy Hog, Funky Monkey Monk, and Spartacus and Seven. And they yeah. like practiced and they coordinated their decks and they played three power decks because they're like, you guys said this was hard, and they came in and just stomped us. I mean, it was we kind of turn embarrassing. One, turn one, we were like, um, 
it's going to work like we planned. Yeah. So we got some really good feedback. So we're going to go back. I definitely think the mode could work. And Steve, you did you did a great job and a lot of good work um, doing that first that, that first alpha. version. Yeah, the alpha you. version is is great. And um, yeah, I think it's it can be a really interesting variant. Yeah, I'm going to go back and make some tweaks based on what people had suggested, and then we'll get it out there and put it on some of the, the TTS mods so other folks can give it a try. But I, I do have a new least favorite hero in the game because of it. Let me guess. He is an odd physician. That is it. That is it. <laughs> okay. Yes. What a oh, what a horrible design. What a horrible design. How that got through the door. On, I mean, He's kind of fun, but man, if you optimized it, oh. Yeah. Ugh. So we did also get um, during Virtual Gen Con, which was taking place at the same time. I had I didn't do anything with that, but FFG released a print on demand, a print and play modular set for Marvel, uh, Ronan the Accuser, seven oh, cards, cool. PDF file that you can print out, and uh, I got to play that. We put it right on TTS right away. And um, got to tackle that. And that's a real fun mod. He's pretty strong, but um, in a fun way, not just uh, not just here's some high numbers kind of thing. So okay. um, I got a game in with that, and I know that people are talking about that game uh, or that modular set already. And that's just free for anybody. You just download it from FFG um, and print it out. So okay, quick question. As a millennial, I don't own a printer. Do you guys all own printers? Because I don't know like anyone who does. I do not own a printer. Okay. Yes, of course I do for my printed plays. I do. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> my work also has a really nice printer that I use today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a color laser jet sitting right here under the desk. Yeah, because um, I saw it and I was like, oh cool, print and play. And then I was like, hmm, yes print <laughs> <laughs> i guess they did it for uh arkham as well yeah for the fairly recently oh yep. i didn't yep. know that okay. so this isn't the first one so it might be a new a new trend from them it could, could be, be. Yeah. could be yeah. what, what they did for arkham is uh they they didn't make any new encounter cards and it used existing cards from like the core and, and the dunwich legacy which was their first cycle but all they had in that box was a new take on an old investigator, Daisy Walker, and new act and agenda cards. So nothing that actually had to be shuffled in. So you could use your existing cards and without being able to see the difference, right? And the, But the cards that you didn't shuffle were your printed plays. You know what? Yeah, they did that for another game, too. I saw they posted it for Star Wars Destiny. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is a game where you have a, a character, and that character has a, has a physical die that goes with it. And I saw they released a new character card with a new ability that uses the same physical die. So you just need that one piece. So they, yeah, that's, and those characters don't get shuffled in, right? They just exactly sit on the they, table. they're your they're like your heroes that start in play. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That yeah, does not work for Marvel because as a modular set, you have to shuffle it in. Yep. to the deck and yeah. so all. My Marvel is all in clear sleeves. So is mine. Yeah, me too. So that is my debacle. Is what to, what to do with it? Oh, just use your standard your standard set, uh, or the ones that you never play with, anyways, and just shove Ronan the Accuser in those sleeves. I, yeah, I suppose you could just take you could just take extra cards you're not using and yeah. actually just put that in with the sleeve. That would actually that's a good solution. Yeah. Also, Hall of Heroes LCG dot com. 
which has all the Marvel stuff. He has a link, and what he, he's done is he cre- he's created – he's taken the PDF from FFG, and he's created a second page with the backs on it and done all the alignment. So if you print it double-sided, you get a printed back on it as well. So at least it has the right back on it, and if you were to do it on cardstock, maybe it would be thick enough. It'd be pretty close. Close enough. I think with sleeves. Yeah, for, yep. Close enough you... for a co-op game. Yep. Yep. That's Very what cool. I, I'm going to try. They recently announced that the new deluxe campaign box is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is Ronan the Accuser going to be in that box, or have, or is this a separate? He has a picture on the front of that box. But so... they haven't said if this is an early release or not? Yeah, I I well, don't know. Hmm. I mean, uh, they haven't, but they've done that kind of thing before. Right. Taskmaster. You know, like the, like the, Arkham, the Arkham novels. Right that give you an investigator before they're officially released with some new cards. And like, so I can see them doing that. Yep. But the new Kang pack, you get Kang, the conqueror as a villain, but they also created a Kang modular set and they just gave him a different subtitle. So he can be shuffled into the Kang adventure. So you can play Kang with Kang because he time travels around. I'm excited for Kang. Yeah. He looks fun. Yeah, can they be in their own deck? It sounds like they can. That's that, the can. Kang one. Yes. They can be, yeah. Because it's a different time version of Kang. I was a different time, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Millennia of Kang. Yeah. Uh, another game I got to play in was with Kennedy Hawk, who did all the bots, right, Mike? He, or most of the bots, I guess. Um, yeah, he did. He did Gandroid and Maria Hill. Okay. So all the bots that give you quests. Nice. So I, I got a game in with him and John from Dexcelsior. And the three of us played a custom modular set. We played claw with paste pot pete everybody's favorite silver age uh, villain so kennedy made this great set for tts that has glue tokens or glue counters instead of like toughness and stun you get glued so you can't ready up unless you clear the glue that was a lot of fun he he did a really good job on making that and the three of us had fun playing that that was a fun stream to watch i think it might one of those guys might put it somewhere i'm not sure uh, i think they recorded I don't, I don't know and i think that set is out there now too if you're going to play on tts so you can find paste pop pete and if you don't know anything about him you got to go find out more he's, he's a hilarious villain did you guys play any arkham nope i never got a chance i was into the big blob event but uh, it was i was double booked for that slot I ended up running tech support but uh, i know some of our community members were involved with the blob event i don't know how big it got but apparently it was huge and apparently it was successful because they're talking about doing more blob events in the future, but with fan-made sets, just to change up the game a little bit. Cool. Sweet. And was that all on the Farkham stuff? Or was that yes, that was all on the Farkham side. Farkham yeah. stuff. Okay. I didn't want to steal any of their thunder, so it was more bridging the two servers and allowing people to move back and forth. You know, that, that makes me think about like what this, this type of con allowed this community that a normal Gen Con doesn't is like, you really got to see how creative this group of people is like I created this thing, you know, and like, and you can play it and you can run it in like right here. And like the idea like, Hey, well, let's just make a fan made version of the blob or whatever, you know, like all of it is like, we can just do that. Um, and, and in some ways, Gen Con itself is like, it's confining in that no one's going to be bringing their fan made this, that, or, you know, like the arch villain mode or the pace pot Pete, like that stuff is just, it's harder to do there. Whereas here it's like the space for that creativity is like infinite. Yeah. The thing with Gen Con too, is there's no time because it's like, I'm trying to sign up for like as many of the slots exactly the OP yeah. that I want. And it's like, okay, I know when I'm there, I want to play FFG's OP. 
that's the whole that's one of the whole points of going i signed up i bought my 25 dollar ticket to do it i'm playing you know so right. it's like absolutely you know it's like uh i would like to do some other stuff but it's like well i'm booked for a lot of these and then it, i gotta eat and then i you know if, if ever like we were joking if i ever i want to try to find somebody it takes 30 minutes to even find them at gen con yeah. so it's like you just you don't have the time to like do other things it's just so busy and there's so much going on and it's like you know from the card for the ring side talking with some of the other guys about gen con it's like basically you know we can do like the lord of the rings op our listener event and after dark on that it's like we get maybe like two hours to walk around and do stuff for the rest of the weekend and it's like so having the time to like not be like okay these are things i have to do and focus on to be like oh i can do other things was really nice you know as daniel was saying oh we can take the time that we would have been spending playing the same op quest a bunch of times we can make something and play it you know it's just a different option right which is nice yep yeah in short we're all just good people doing good things that's, that's all you're really trying to say is we're great that's what i'm trying to say we're good people it's like we're a cooperative league of people yeah like, <laughs> i was yeah, blown a... away but i was blown yeah. away by this weekend and how yep. well it worked i just yeah that, that's a good point yeah because gen con there's so many other things just going on Right, that you want to just go do and see and things you can only do that you only right. do once a year because that's where those mm-hmm. games, you know, dead games that are hosted there. And we got to see something uh, new here for all the games, which is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like this offers people a chance to show their creativity and people who want to do it. Whereas, like, I feel like if you go to Gen Con, you're like, I brought my custom quest. It's like, this is cool, but I came to do these other things. Whereas here, it's like, well, I want to try the other things because we don't have you know, those ticket ticketed items that I'm paying for to do that I signed up to do. Like, you know, I paid fifty dollars for True Dungeon. I'm not gonna play your print and play quest because I paid fifty dollars to do this other thing. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh I, I have the commitments, right? Or it's like here I feel uh it's a li- it's a lot more relaxed where it's like, yeah, I want to do these other things, see what other people are doing. And it's easier too, because like it's much easier to send a message to one person here and they can see it right away as opposed to being like, okay. So I want to meet Daniel. He is currently at the purple tables in the event hall. I'm at the blue tables. Uh, now I got to figure out what the purple tables are. Then I got to figure out which which one is the correct one. And I got you know, it's like uh, it's just it's so long. You know, you got to dodge the dark elves. Yes, Spider Man <laughs> guy. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a serious lack of cosplay at this con. That, that did true. strike me I when I that, saw but... Splice out of costume. Yeah, I, I even said something. Did he go and get his wig? Right? It's like, he did. Come on, he, did. Like, he realized people were confused. Like, who's this guy? He should have a wig yeah. on. Go get a wig. Yeah. Also, Gen Con this year was quiet. Like, I could hear things and other people. <laughs> yes, you know? Yeah, as opposed to sitting. I wasn't screaming for 16 hours a day just to talk to the person sitting right next to me. Exactly. Yeah, so. you're they're right next to you and you can't hear them. <laughs> yes, I ate vegetables over the weekend, so that's a big improvement yep, yep. on my usual oh my God, where yes. I'm like, island noodles, this has vegetables in it, right? I mean, technically, yes, it does, so this is my vegetables for the weekend, but is it really vegetables? Yeah, you would have to mm. you'd have to stand in line for three hours to get a broccoli. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. I did miss a lunch, though, at one point. I was playing, and it was like, yeah, I can eat later. Yeah, that yeah, well, meals, meals got pushed back, although the Indiana, the city of uh, city of Indianapolis Department of Public Works was probably very relieved. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> the more stinky <laughs> bathrooms. That was nice, too. When I went oh, to the bathroom, no. I was like, it's clean. It doesn't smell. Uh, it's not packed full of people. Yeah. I was the, like, uh, oh, this can't argue with yeah, the, the amenities. <laughs> I, I have three kids. None of those things are true about my bathroom. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> well, at least you know who was in there, Vardane. You're not like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's just yeah. my kid. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so like, mm, I, I came back from the uh, online convention still believing in humanity. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, weirdly, that's harder to do than ever. So that's why this con was even more important. Yeah, oh, came at the just the, like just the right time, you know, yeah. to bring people together when they were have been stuck inside because of quarantine. Never so apart physically ideology ideologically like all of it like this this was a necessary four days of existence oh which i think we should do again before one year is up so now mike is this discord server going to be there forever uh yes like does it work like can people just hop in there and make tables and all that kind of stuff uh at the moment it is in the state we left it so people can still register to see everything they can still hop on the tables but at some point in the near future we're going to be revisiting our bots uh, particularly okay. where they're hosted because the main registration bot is hosted downstairs in my basement and that's not like a <laughs> permanent house for this because <laughs> thunderstorms happen and <laughs> sure yeah but uh we're going to get uh, a couple of people have already offered help on the technical front so great um, it sounds like we're all going to basically get a bot enthusiast group within the League of Cooperative Gaming just to, to figure out a more permanent hosting. Once that happens, the registration's not going to work, so getting new people to the servers is going to be a little more difficult. Uh, but we'll re- reconfigure that. The server is going to remain live. Awesome. Uh, I can't say that for Farcom. I think they're going to retire that server. Okay. Um, but we're going to see where that goes, because I know the blob has its own server that's going to keep going. So I, I should touch base with those guys and see what uh, what kind of okay. linkages there's going to be. But yes, people can still jump on there, make tables. In fact, mm-hmm. people are still looking for games right now. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was such a beautiful social moment. It can't die. I feel like this might be useful sometime in, I believe, October when there was this uh, Lord of the Rings convention, kind of the Rings that was supposed to happen. That's not happening. Mm. Uh, so yep. this, this could be a good place for a lot of people to meet again. I think we could be seeing... I think this could be a potential server. As you know, it's a league... Of, as, as it says, we could have like, you know, rolling events where it's like, well, we could have a, you know, Con of the Rings, we could meet here, right? And then like, if Marvel wanted to be like, hey, we're going to do a weekend in like December, does everybody get together at League, right? You know, like we all have like a meeting place already. So I think that's sure. as opposed to like yeah. having to Great point. reset and find new new places or whatever. It can be like a good place for all of the the communities to know we can all meet here and do something. Yeah, and you can time it, right? Like, this happened at Gen Con because we needed a replacement for Gen Con, but it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, the Marvel community's got these big box sets coming out. Hop on. Play it as a community. Yeah, we can do, like, a big, like, uh, quote-unquote midnight release type of thing, right? Yeah. Here's here's launch weekend. Let's all get together and play and see what it is, right? Skull Con. Uh, (laughs) Not invited. (laughs) Yeah, it would be fun. I had a wonderful weekend. I want to thank Mike the Wandering Took once more, Kennedy Hawk for his bots, everybody 
who was involved in creating, coming up with the ideas, doing the planning, the scheduling, the different games, the customs, the live events, the everything. It was great. I want to say thank you one more time to everybody. Absolutely. Echo yep. that. And to everyone who showed up because everyone was friendly. Everyone hopped in and everyone was just cheerful and a pleasure to hang out with. The community, the community really made this thing work. Absolutely. Daniel, we fooled them all, you and I. We did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was the gathering information phase for the villain. Right. That's right. <laughs> we infiltrated this time around. Suckers. El Hydra. All right. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about or add? Uh, no, just thanks for everybody who played. Uh, we put a lot of work into doing this, and to see people enjoy it and constantly playing was very rewarding. You know, it would have been kind of stinky if it had been like, hey, 10 people showed up and that was it. But to see the amount of people and the constant play, because I was, even though I was busy, I was checking in and looking and seeing people were on tables constantly. And that was like 24 7 almost. Yeah, it was great to see people, you know, playing as much as they could and getting a lot of European people playing with American 2, which is always hard at the conventions, was, also, was awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, is we got a lot of participation worldwide, which was great to see that the regular convention, it's really hard for that for some of those people to get to. So, yeah, a lot of great things have, have been done. We will carry on. Indeed. Hey, guys, I think that's a wrap. Uh, let me tell the folks where they can find us. You can find us, if you'd like to email us, at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. You can find Critical Encounters on Facebook. On Discord, you can find us as Vardan, Big Foam Loaf, The Truth, Watering Took, Bardley 4, and Hippo Boy. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Mike, take us out. Each of us almost beat him, all alone. Working together, how could we fail?